Well, this morning I want to share with you some verses out of Luke chapter 1 and uh, starting with verse 39. Now, this story, it's like no matter what book I'm reading, that's my favorite book, okay? So no matter what passage of the of scripture I read, it's like that becomes my favorite. And this week as just, oh my word, these these verses have just really been totally coming alive you just have to picture this okay you just can't let this scripture just go over you've really got to picture this scene this is pretty magnificent okay so again uh luke chapter one uh down with uh verse uh 39 in those days mary arose and went with haste now she's probably three months pregnant okay But anyway, she went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And so uh, scholars differ on whether or not Elizabeth and Mary were, that Elizabeth was older. She was probably 88. Okay, So that in itself is kind of amazing, okay? But she's 88, and she's either the aunt to Mary or the cousins. So different uh, commentaries will say different things. But anyway, they're related, okay? Company's coming, guys, okay? So she enters into the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby... And who is that baby? Little John the Baptist, okay? He leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord, it's not just knowing what the gender is, okay, but knowing the mother of my Lord should come to me. For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken from the Lord. There is so much prophesying going on right now between these two women and so much faith and so much anticipation. And I love that they knew what was going to happen. They knew. So both of these pregnant women, they say that Mary was probably three months into her her pregnancy with our Messiah. And again, Elizabeth at 88 was uh, uh, just entering probably her last trimester. They say that Mary was probably going to stay that last trimester with Elizabeth and therefore help her uh, in her in her uh, delivery. So. Uh, this just uh, this just is so exciting when I when I read this passage and uh, you know for those of us that are moms I know we each have our own story and you know we just love to tell our stories. The morning that uh, with my first pregnancy that I was going in for an ultrasound was a day that Wes and I will never forget. 
And so we got checked into, you know, the place where you have ultrasounds. And um, they took me, they prepped me. Next thing I know, a technician is just running a little, uh, like a little camera thing over over my greased stomach. And I have this screen I'm looking at. And now this was 36 years ago, so the technology isn't like it is today. And so I'm just kind of laying there like, can you give me the interpretation of what are we looking at? And I remember she just, on one side, she goes, well, there's a head. And then she runs the scanner over to the other side, and she goes, and then there's another head. And I can still just, even telling that, I can just remember that feeling of laying there. And I just said to her, this is as happy as I get. <laughs> Please don't find any more ads. And so anyway, um, I was just absolutely elated. And so eventually uh, Wes came in and I just said, we're going to have twins. And he goes, where was I? And I'm like, you were there, believe me. <laughs> we're having twins. But anyway, so he kind of missed out on the scanning part. But uh, that was just an amazing time. And so... Um, sure enough, when our, when our twins were born, I had them cesarean. And, uh, when Heather came out, she never wavered from wanting to be a teacher. Those of you that know Heather can probably attest to that, okay? But she just came out knowing she wanted to be a teacher. Jonathan, her twin, came out. He knew he wanted to go into mergers and acquisitions. No doubt about it. And so, uh, sure enough, in his young life, he, he showed uh, his analytical mind, and um, indeed, that's what he's doing today. But to put ourselves, to even try and relate to what was going on with these two, whether, again, an aunt and niece or two cousins, but Mary and Elizabeth, and to think that Elizabeth had such expectations, such anticipation that when, again, when Mary walked into the room, that not just does little John just leap, but she even says, who am I that the mother of my Lord should visit? Now, how did she know that this was going to be her Lord? And we look back in uh, Isaiah 9 and 6, where it says, for to us a child is born. And he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And she just knew that this is who this is who this was going to be. I can't I I, I, I can't imagine the faith and the anticipation that they had. You know, to try and even make any kind of parallel between what happened then and, you know, our lives, you know, you feel like, wow, God, there's just, you know, you just cannot top that story. It's like they just walked with God, those women. They just knew what it was when they got into the presence of each other that even within their womb something is happening because there is such anticipation. I feel like there is such anticipation here at our church. And I feel like, um, you know, after attending, we've been here for just over 20 years. And there's a part of me that you, I don't know if anyone relates to this. I, I was asking Wes, I go, Wes, do you think that this is just me or do you think that, 
this is human nature. I, sometimes I don't know. It, it just Do other people think this way? And it's like, you almost can sometimes feel like there's a disloyalty to the past if you totally embrace the future. Does anyone understand what I mean? <laughs> thank you, Brian Ravino. Okay, just thank you. Okay? And so I know that... Um, a week ago, Saturday night, just, you know, with the the expectancy that all of us had that, you know, Jeremy and Deborah were coming here the next day and that he was, um, I don't know, we used to call it trying out, whatever, but he was he was speaking. And I know for me, I just like to, I don't know, tie things up with a bow. And so um, I wrote to Ryan and Allison, and I just wanted them to know just there were like three things that I really appreciated about their ministry. And I just wanted Ryan to know that, you know. And uh, um, I remember um, in, in the note I wrote to them, I remember one time that uh, shortly after Ryan resigned, Allison had posted a picture of Ryan with uh, the college students. And she just said, I just hope that your next leader will also embrace uh, the college students like Ryan has. And I just said, you know what, we have faith that that's going to happen. And it's like, I don't know, for me... I just needed to do that. I just needed to send that. I got a beautiful note back from them. And it's like, just just tying that up. I don't in any way want to minimize our past. Everything that has happened in the past has obviously brought us to where we are today. And um, uh, now I'll say Pastor Jeremy when uh briefly was talking to him last Sunday and he just said, you know, I can't wait to just learn more of the history of CLC because he goes, we only stand on the shoulders of what has happened in the past. And, you know, there's just different personality cliques. So some of you that have been here a long time and you have been through even several, you've had several pastors here. Sometimes there's just a personality thing or whatever uh, that just clicks. But I just believe with all of my heart, as I know I, 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 I know you do too, is just that God has brought us here today. And God has given this congregation an amazing gift in Pastor Jeremy and Deborah. We are very, 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 very blessed. You know, last Sunday, you probably noticed that there were several people from the community that attend and are part of other churches. There was a good uh, selection, if you will, of people that belonged to um, some of the um, charismatic uh, groups that go to different churches, but they are uh, really strong in intercessory prayer. And they have been praying for CLC and for this community for a long time. And they just really believe that now Pastor Jeremy is part of this story of the next step that God has for us. So instead of coming as just looky-loos last week, these people were seeing fruition of just some of their prayers and their seeking God and their fasting. And it was just amazing to have them as part of that. Um, one of, uh, uh, on the bio that 
the, the, the board uh, put out on Jeremy, this one sentence was not lost on, um, was not lost on me, and I'm sure it was not lost on you. But my wonderful son-in-law, Peter, you know, he was brought up Presbyterian. And his dad, John Burke, pastors the Presbyterian church up in Bonnie So my Presbyterian background, son-in-law, wrote this in the bio, this one sentence. Jeremy is Pentecostal and describes his spiritual gifts as faith, prophecy, word of wisdom, healing, and discernment of spirits. Right? And uh, I'm just going to leave that there. Okay. (laughs) Peter's dad, John Burke, who pastors at Bonnie Doon Presbyterian Church, I don't know of anyone else in our community that has prayed more fervently and so long for revival. Isn't that something? That is a big wow, okay? And so why I'm telling you this is there is this stirring that's going on that goes way beyond 1009 Mission Street. We get the, um, you know, we get the gift of, of, of having Je- uh, Jeremy and Deborah come here to be our next leaders. But I believe that the fruition and what is going to happen here, this is going to have rippling, rippling effects in our community. I believe in our state. I believe in our nation. And I believe in our world. And I believe that God is answering prayers of many of us that have just prayed for, oh, so much more of God. So much more of his spirit. When uh, uh, last week, it wasn't, maybe I didn't get this on Sunday. It might have been Monday. But one of the women um, that is just a praying sister, she's not part of this this body. She attends another church. But she was here Sunday, and she sent me this email. Wow, Judy, that service was amazing. Holy Spirit was all over it. I couldn't stop weeping and holding back the tears, and I heard sniffles all around me, too. My friend Aaron next to me was crying, too. Afterward, I had to go up to Jeremy with tears in my eyes and let him know that he is an answer to prayer and to thank him for being obedient to the call to come here. When I went to my car, I fell apart and just sobbed, all bent over travailing prayer. I'm just so astounded at what God is doing. We are on the edge of the cliff of revival, about to tip over. I cannot wait to see what Jesus is going to do next. I love that anticipation. I love that getting close to Jesus and something inside you just leaps. You are just really, really excited. Okay, now just keeping it real here... At Christmas time, has this ever happened to any of you? So you're there with your family and there's gifts and, you know, kids, whatever, and you're just opening the gifts. And after the last gift is opened, have you ever, ever had this thought? Is there anything else? 
Is there another gift in this case? Did they forget? Or Has anyone here ever thought that? Debbie, I knew you wouldn't raise your hand. I knew it. No, Debbie, I know. I am older than you, but you are so much more mature than me, okay? I just, I, I just sometimes think, is, is there more? And in God's goodness, he let me be born the day after Christmas. <laughs> when, oh, Wes, how many years ago was it that part of our family planted the church in Diamond Bar? That was 24 years ago. So my dad and two of my brothers planted a church in Diamond Bar, and we lived in Diamond Bar, so we were obviously ecstatic. I, I must say they planted the church, I think, and then we, did we move after they planted it? doesn't matter, I know, but anyway. So the, the expectancy that our family had, we were just beside ourselves and just the fall before, you know, just talking, planning, vision casting and everything. And I remember one of my brothers made up a little flyer. We were going to start in January. And he made up a little flyer saying something to look forward to after the holidays. That might not be a bad idea for around this neighborhood, okay? But there was that anticipation, that, that excitement that something big was about to happen. So Pastor Jeremy will be here starting next week, and I'm not for sure of his uh, January calendar can address that next week, but uh, uh, I know that they will officially be moving here at uh, the, uh, the end of January. So when you, when you come to church, you can do two things. You can come as a spectator, fold your arms, and you can analyze and there'd be a lot to analyze. So you can analyze. Or you can walk into these doors on Sunday morning with such hope, such anticipation that God is going to move, that God is going to do something really, really powerful. That you're not coming here just to hear a preacher, but you are coming here to worship the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and to just get so incredibly filled with Jesus. And I want to encourage all of us that in this new year, when we come, I hope that you have bathed the service in prayer. I hope that you really have spent time praying for Pastor Jeremy bathing him in your prayers. He is going to need that. He's never pastored before, okay? He's led like crazy, okay, but he's never pastored before. He is going to need our prayers. He is going to need us to just gird him up as he seeks and hears from God. And as we do this and we become participants together This church is going to be so incredibly exciting. It is going to be so exciting to see what God is going to do. Who knows? Maybe in a year's time, some of us will be exercising faith. 
in a greater way. Prophesying. Having the word of wisdom. Healing. And discerning of spirits. But we can't come as just a spectator. We have to come prayed up and bathing our leadership in prayer. So today, as we reflect back to what happened with those two Marys and how Elizabeth just prophesied over her, over her, over Mary, and that that is my Lord that you are carrying. And then that prophecy goes back to Isaiah. For unto you a child is born, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. What do you need from him today? Do you need him as a wonderful counselor? Are there situation, is there a situation out of hand in your personal life? Is there something going on that you just need the Lord of Lords to be your wonderful counselor? Or the mighty God? Do you need him to be mighty God? I love where it says in, um, uh, the last, the last book of the Old Testament, which is, good, good job, Wes. The last book of the Bible, Malachi, bring the fruit, full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down from you a blessing until there is no more. I'm reading from the English Standard Version, but I think it's the King James says where, uh, uh, and therefore instead of put me to the test, prove me that I am God. Wow, we can do that. We can say, hey God, prove yourself. According to Malachi right here, we can, we can put him to the test and he will come through for us. So maybe you need him to be that mighty God. Maybe you need him to be the everlasting father. That he will never, ever leave us. You know, Donella, when I think of father, and I know that you're a daddy's girl and I was a daddy's girl, and to have lost our daddies, we have that blessed hope we're going to be with them again. We are going to see them again. And that, like I've told you before, that has taken on a whole new meaning for me. But until then, we have an everlasting God. We have a Father. We are not fatherless in this room, okay? I may be without my, you know, my, my, what, eternal, what? There you go, Wes, why didn't I say that? Without my earthly father. But we have an eternal father that is there with each of us today. Is that who you need him to be today? Your everlasting father? How about the prince of peace? In uh, Philippians 4:17, that he will give us the peace that passes all understanding. Surely I know that you're experiencing that with the loss of your precious dean. And uh, so many others of us in the room that have lost loved ones in the last few years. But we know that he really gives us that peace that goes beyond anything that we can understand or comprehend. So today we need him. We need him in a very, very mighty, mighty way. Our church needs him and our new leadership needs it. And so 
I just want to encourage all of us just to press into him, even during this holiday time, especially during this time, and lean into him. And remember, not just the babe in the manger, but he is our soon-coming king. He wants to give us so much more. He doesn't want us to exist with any kind of dry bones. He wants to fill us with his Holy Spirit. So today I'm going to ask, us to do communion a little differently, okay? While the worship team comes and does the communion uh, background music, while they play, would you just come up and, and get the elements? And we have open communion here. If you are not a follower of Jesus right now, you could make that commitment in your heart and invite him into your heart. That's all it takes, just asking Jesus to forgive you of your sins, to be your Lord, and then please join us for communion. But if you are not a Christian yet, but you still would like to just join us in prayer, I want everyone just to come. I know this is different. I want you to get the elements, and I want us to make a circle around the sanctuary, okay? I want us to have one big circle, and I want us to sup at the table together. So could everyone stand, please? Okay, feel free to, we're going to pray together after we get the elements. Let's just come on up and get the elements. Are they just in the front or in the, are they in the back? There. So, okay, like I feel like an airplane, okay, but in the back or up here? Get me those two baskets right there, please. Natalie, Natalie, would you just get this manger and put this manger in front of this podium? Thank you. When we're done with communion, I want you to um, go and collect the cups on that side of the circle. When we're done with communion, go and collect the cups on that side. Wes will get that side. Okay, please. Now, as they were eating, Jesus took the bread, and after blessing it, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples, and he said, Take, eat, this is my body. Can we do this together? And he took the cup, and when he had given thanks to it, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, 
all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Thank you, Jesus. Let's take together. I've asked Patrick if this could be our prayer of dedication as they're uh, collecting uh, the cups. 